Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Nine Hundred Nerdy Talk. This oh, is man. your favorite car salesman, Jam and Jam with the uh, Jam and Deals from North Knoxville Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. <laughs> and if you are in need of a car, you need to come see me, the sales professional. But for all your nerdy needs, you need to listen to this show tonight. Attaboy. The guys are talking Moon Knight, and they're talking spoilers. So enjoy the show. And once again, Jam and Deals, Jam and Jam. I'm out. <laughs> Man. That was so much more him plugging our show <laughs> than it was him plugging his job. <laughs> or the other way around. Other way around. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like he plugged our show in his own ad instead of <laughs> us plugging him in our show. It's still playing. Man. <laughs> I love that man. Man, are we sponsored by Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram? We about we to be. be. <laughs> well, we are today, I guess. Uh, sponsors are accepted. Reach out to us yeah. 1.900.nerdytalkpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Right. right, right. You got it memorized now. You I got it, Don. Turn on that timer. We're just going to. I would, but I don't it. have a puck. It's so not I'm a, I'm even a, oh, on. We're going to wing yeah. it. Okay. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'll, I'll throw up hand signals or something. I just love that it's not. <laughs> this means even we're over. On. <laughs> uh, What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to 1.900nerdytalk. Shout out to really Jam. Fast. Shout out to Jam. Shout out to Jam. Thank you. I appreciate that. Your well, voice is sounding stronger. It there. is. It's it coming is. back. Um, I woke up the other day and my throat was like, yeah, I guess we'll work today. Drink and, enough uh, whiskey. It'll happen eventually. right? Yeah. Or Diet Coke. Hmm. Which difference? is what I'm drinking right now. Exactly. You can sponsor us at <laughs> Diet Coke. Shout out. So, yeah. Moon night. Moon episode night. four. Ugh. Crazy episode. This Crazy. show polarizing episode yes. at least as far as like literally half and half are very very different episodes how, yeah how many how many times have y'all watched it um uh, i've watched it one and a half times <laughs> <laughs> i've watched uh, it twice um obviously when it first dropped on wednesday mm-hmm. um and then i believe it was saturday or sunday i watched it again Just I like the the H that you added in Wednesday. 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 Cool whip. Cool whip. whip. I I yeah watched it Wednesday morning right off the bat, and that's when I realized that all these breakdown shows that I watch on YouTube, they do not like. They don't put their stuff up near fast enough. No, <laughs> no. After the episode's over, I just kept refreshing throughout the day. Like I need. I need something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, at the same time, it's like, I need you to have a full breakdown of everything that happened in this episode mm-hmm. five minutes after I'm done watching it. Right. Yeah. And then I'm disappointed with them when they don't have that for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you want to start with ratings? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I This was probably, while this episode is sick my overall enjoyment of the episode is probably not as high as i would rate episode one or three same um not saying that i didn't enjoy the episode it's just the first half was kind of sluggish for me and then Mm -hmm. the second half is whenever it really picked up and so as for the overall experience i would probably say a 6.75 crescent moons out of 10. 6.7. 7.5. Uh, I think out of the four, 
Oh, I, I agree. The first half was a little sluggish. Maybe not even the full first half, but definitely the the opening few minutes. I was like, "All right, let's, yeah, let's, let's get there." Uh, again, knockout at the end, uh, just fantastic. Yes, I, I think I'm going to give it an eight point nine, which is technically the lowest score that I've given any of the wow episodes. Sure. But yeah, that ending though, so good. I think I'm, you know, I think I'm dropping down to a seven point five out of ten mm, for this episode, you. and I know it's a big jump. And again, we're gonna dote on the last fifteen twenty minutes of this episode because yeah, it is yeah. so good. Right. However, it is a fifty like a fifty two minute long episode. And it's like I gotta be honest with this review. Most of this episode just felt like a filler. And I get it. It's a six episode series. It was bound to happen in one of the episodes. And like, I don't know, like most of the episodes didn't do it for me. And then the end of it, like if, if it hadn't ended the way that it did, it would have gotten like a four out of 10 for me. So there's like a three and a half point swing simply off the last 15 minutes of this episode. <laughs> That's honestly so fair. I will say for me, and we could talk some of the weaknesses here, but I, as a kid, loved the Indiana Jones. Sure, movies. right. Still do. Felt very nostalgic. We'll still that. throw that. Up. So I guess some of the cheesiness and we'll call it, for lack of a better word, laziness. I guess. Yeah. Of some of the the scenes in the first half, I can overlook a little easier because it was direct callbacks to Indiana sure. Jones. Right? A lot of the mummy vibes, even down to the music. I mean, the, yeah. And then of course the little the little show inside the show yeah was absolutely an indiana that, jones moment but like again though that's in the hospital yeah the end no, of the I, show. Yeah, yeah oh you're talking about overall okay, Over, overall okay. yeah cool. yeah there's some really cool moments in the show even before because i'm trying to dance around because we'll we'll jump into into like the, the big talk. part of the the ending but um if we're just going to talk about something like what we didn't enjoy because it really is a a chronological, yeah. at least for me, of like what I didn't enjoy, and then as I kept watching it, it yeah, I started liking it more say, and more and more. Let's get the and negative so, out of the way. Let's go the negative for me, and I think it's for pretty much everybody that I've heard, is the the opening where you have Layla and uh, Layla and Stephen at this point are being hunted down by these um, these two goons, for lack of a better word, yeah. and. <laughs> Here you have these goons that are um, shooting at her, somehow have stormtrooper aim, cannot hit her (laughs) in the middle of a open desert. Like there are two big mounds on either side. She's sitting in the middle and they're heading right towards her, cannot hit her to save their life. They must be the same guards from the first episode that could not shoot Mark slash Steven from a building shooting down at him on the side of a hill. They, yeah. got, like, they got demoted. Yeah, 100%. Sorry. Yeah. Continue and on. So you so that that's I mean anytime you see that in But it was movie, dark, Jansen. That's another issue. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are new to to the podcast or <laughs> old to the podcast, you know that the three of us enjoy uh enjoy Content that is dark, comic book content that is dark and gritty. Now, whenever we speak of that, we are not 
meaning literally dark. <laughs> there are sections in this thing where I could not see what was happening because yeah. the entire screen was just black. I watched it on my phone a lot. I thought my brightness was just turned down. Like I thought the auto brightness like just went yeah. down. I like did the whole like screen swipe thing. I was like, no, it's turned all the way. I can't see anything. Three different times I did that. No, <laughs> forgetting I'm, that I already checked. I'm gonna sue Disney for draining like 20 percent of my battery because I had to keep my brightness on all the way like max for 50 minutes of an episode because I couldn't see anything. Yeah, just, yeah. Did nobody have a flashlight or anything? Just something. And there's moments where lighting is a really big uh, influence in what you're perceiving in the show. Yeah. It's like you take the Batman, which Joe is now seen. We'll get into that in the full episode hey. uh, coming out this Thursday at noon. But ish. there's moments <laughs> there's moments where like in the Batman, there's that scene where um, the Batman is walking forward, and the only thing that is, that is lighting the shot up is the muzzle flash of the guns. So, yeah, that is, is such a really cool scene, and it works for his character. But whenever you're telling a story like Moon Knight, that I feel like, and there, it's not even this isn't really the story of Moon Knight as much as it is this Indiana Jones esque. It's like if you watch Indiana Jones, any of them, you you can see everything that's going on. It's yeah. like a part of the adventure is being able to bring your audience to with see you. The adventure, and I feel even like even the was, bad one is well lit. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like I feel like even in this, there's moments where it worked well for me. It's like yeah. I think having dim lighting whenever they're fighting the the mummy is a is a really cool effect. It's yes. like this is terrifying for me. I'm watching this. I was like, is this actually a Disney Plus show? It's I will like, say that scene where they're like where that thing just steals the guard and just starts preparing his body for mummification. Yeah. That, that hit well for me. It's terrifying for sure. I I saw a lot of people talking about the sounds it was making. Yeah. And And so like it's, it's mummified. It's, it's, it's tongue's been cut out. Like, and it, it has no eyes. He can't like, I think uh, Jensen may have been you that he was mentioned like the little, little snapping sounds it was making the little clicking sounds. Yeah. yeah like an echolocation. It's echolocation like a bat. But that scene I thought was that was so that was the first scene where I was like okay I'm, I'm on edge because yeah. you know she's yeah. down behind the table. That felt like a horror movie all of a yeah. sudden. That felt like the mummy and I, I, I was immediately engaged there. Uh, and then the next scene when she's climbing across the <laughs> the ravine pit, the pit from uh the last crusade for <laughs> whatever when she's when she's climbing across that i think they're just some torches on the yeah. wall just some, it makes sense for them to be there yes because right. there's already been we already had other lit areas in there. yeah just some simple torches there i think would have made that so much scarier because you you would have that wide shot and just had those that thing just sneaking in between the, you know, in the background. Give me right. some more of those clicks. Oh, yes, man. man. That would have been would have been great. Because I think there's a fine balance between letting your imagination be the scary part. Absolutely. Which this show has done very well. This show has yeah. done very, very up well point. up to this point. It's like, but I feel like you go past a point where it's like, I don't even know what to be scared of in this moment. Yeah. My mind can't speculate yeah. what is there to be terrified of. I don't know of what that was. Because I can't. I can't see the shadow that's hiding there. Yeah. It's like if I was in the room, maybe that'd be different. But it's yeah. like if I'm watching from here and I'm just right. hearing sounds go across, like these eh sounds that aren't really necessarily terrifying in and of itself, right. then it's like, yeah, I'm not really 
terrified. But if it, they brought us into that where it's like, yeah, you can see this terrifying creature and then it disappears mm-hmm. and then you could see mm-hmm. it and then it disappears. It's like that give and take, I feel like is what really would drive that, the horror of it forward. Whereas I was just sitting there and I was like, well, this, I hope Layla's all right. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what's happening right now. Right. It's like jump scares. Like I, I legitimately like a good jump scare. Yeah. When it's an earned jump scare. Like, I think The Quiet Place did that really well because it's like, yeah, it it's super silent. You know, any noise in those movies is so loud. Like, the sound design is yeah. made to be, like, deafeningly loud almost. I saw that movie in theaters and, like, literally there was one. It's terrifying. It was, so a, good. it was a room full of people and, like, you could hear people shushing. Like, people would drop, <laughs> they would drop something before, like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was in there eating popcorn and I was like, <laughs> it's like trying to eat it so <laughs> quietly and so it's like but there's certain points in that movie where it's like it's so silent and since you know that sound is a bad thing anytime yeah. there's a sound you're like oh god yeah. like yeah. you yeah. like you clench up in this like you don't really have that same tension building moment mm-hmm. except for when she's sitting right there at the sarcophagus and then right you there. feel like she's gotten away from it. So that tension just completely dissolves. So, right. and, and again, and there's nothing to keep it going. So it, I, it, I think some lighting things to kind of keep yeah. shadows moving, keep sounds moving. Like but I think it was the same issue was with the opening scene. Like that yeah. should have been such an intense situation because it's just two of them. He's powerless. Right. Yeah. He, 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 he can't heal. And you get two guys in a Jeep and literally like, if you just put that Jeep further away, you right. know what I mean? Just put it further away up the hill so they have time to get to their Jeep or to escape or something, or she has time to drag him there or really anything, you know, right? Besides them being right on top of it and just missing. Yeah. And then, and then getting <laughs> yeah. lucky throwing a flare in the bullets. I saw somebody in the, in the comments in one of the videos was like, she saw the bullets. She knew. I'm like, no, she didn't. We saw them because of the camera angle. Like, right. She would not have been able to see the bullets. I definitely thought they were framing it to where she knew that the bullets were in there. Because she knew that there was a gun. So there has to be bullets. Maybe, and maybe that, maybe so. But yeah, but maybe a clip or two that you would keep. It's like, why would they bring an entire arsenal worth of bullets you know how for because two he, people? Because he was on a mounted gun. So there's two people. Why would that be the thing? There's a lot of bullets. <laughs> it's it was, a lot of bullets. It was crates and crates well, he, of bullets. He was on a mounted gun, so it makes sense for because most yeah, of those are on know. chains. Maybe so. Maybe they just have a surplus. That's yeah. that's why ammunition is so expensive right now. True, yeah, they're they it all up. It's it's hero, but mer- mercenaries. It's like I feel like because you have the ex machina of Layla's like torch, not torch, flare that she lights up yeah. that is like able to. Absolutely. I mean, why do we even need the one to resurrect? That does it all? Yeah, it's like why do we even need to resurrect Amen? It's like Layla could destroy the world with this one flare. Apparently. Yeah, gone. And it was definitely like, her lightsaber in this. Yeah. It's like why couldn't she use the flare to help yeah. light up some of these scenes? I think it would have, or <laughs> actually use the flare for what it's used for. It could have been a great oh, moment too for her, uh, you know, to really be kind of a, a bad a here too. Like yeah. it could have had the moment to us to see. How she survived this long? I mean, she, we know her family's got a reputation. We know, right? Obviously, she's gotten intertwined with Mark somehow. Like she's she's got to have some skills. I would have you know? loved to see her not put a flare in the bullets. See her get up and take that gun over from that guy. Yeah, get up there, kick his tail off that thing, kick him out, take over that jeep, and then they run off with that jeep. Like, yeah, leave them right. stranded in the sand. Like, play play dead next to him. Yeah, and then when when they pull yeah. up, 
she flips over. Like, just, just quick. Give know, her some he credit said. instead of like, I'm going to throw a flare. In. Like, it's, it's a smart solution. Yeah. Right. But it's like, like make her cool. Like, yeah. this, this is what I hate about female characters in television and movies is everybody says, oh, you just don't like female characters. It's like, no, that is not it at all. They most of the time aren't like don't have good justice done to them. Like if they're not a good character, they're not a good character. Right. Like I don't want her to accidentally win that fight. No. Like that's why I liked her so much more around the sarcophagus because she worked her way out of that situation. Yep. Smart way was able to, you know, like smarts her way out of it. And that made sense there. Right. You're in a giant open field. Let's like take care of business. They're not yeah. going to hit you with a bullet, obviously. No. Like. Yeah, go full Laura Croft. I mean, anything. Yeah, right. Something. In Give that me moment. Laura Croft. Yeah, but so we get past the cheesiness of that and and, and the, the lighting. Yeah, let's talk about the story. Yeah. Okay. So they're 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 obviously trying to find Ahmed, Ahmed's tomb, Ahmed's tomb, whatever. Yep. Yeah. A uh, couple things you get a little, you get a little bit of um, insight on the death of her father. Yep. Mm-hmm. The fact that Mark was there. Right. Um, that whole, again, that whole conversation with Harrow and her and it's all the goons. Interesting. Like, and then he just kind of lets her run away. It's a weird character moment. And I'm not weird as in, like, I think the writing is off. I think it's weird as far as I'm not sure where they're going to take this moment because yeah. this is the first time, I feel like it's the first time you see Harrow lie. Actually, it's yeah. like up to this point, you see Harrow and Harrow has has a mission that he believes is right. Yep. He's demented, but he believes that this mission is right. And as we've said 400 times, a good villain is one that believes he's doing the right thing. <clears throat> right. Yep. And so you, you see Harrow and everything that he does, he is doing in an honest way of what he feels like is right. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is questionably like morally wrong. Sure. sure. But this is like he believes that it's right. He's not doing this to like cause harm or cause conflict for the most part. Right. And it's like, but in this, he says that he reads um Steven slash Mark and that he he gets that moment where he's like, yeah, they um like he says, Mark killed your dad. He he did yeah. it. Mark is the one that did it. Yep. And he straight up lies to her unless Mark is the one that's actually lying and Mark did kill. Or which unless Harry didn't know. Yeah. He just knew that he possible, was there. but I don't know why he would say that. I think he knew that he was there, so he's just making the assumption that he killed him. I don't know if it was an intentional lie. And maybe he lets her go thinking that she's going to lead him to Mark. And honestly, he's been so intentional so far is the thing that gets me with it. Him letting her go kind of is in character for him, though. Because he let Steven go the first time he tried to read his scales. And like he went to run off. He's like, "Just, just let him go. Yeah. And like, so him saying just let her, like just letting her run off. Really does kind of fit the bill because I I agree with Jason. I think this is very much a she's going to just be another building block, and if we kill her now, then there yeah. goes a lead that we have. Yeah, and so, then so let's talk about the tomb, man. Then he gets shot. The tomb, the tomb arrow. Well, before we get to the shot part, let's talk about Alexander the freaking the great. Tomb I love Alexander it. the great. I interest freaking. That was the first time I actually it. like I smiled. I smiled so big. I was like, this is a really cool topic for them to cover. Loved it so much. So as a history geek person, that was so, like the fact that he was one of Ahmet's avatars. Yeah. 
so good. The it, last time I smiled like so that well. was Loki. Yeah, in the the DB, uh, uh, the TVA. No, no. was it Loki? Saying? Yeah, DB Cooper when he was. Oh yeah, yeah, when he was DB Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, loved it. Yeah, that, like that. Yeah. that he was DB Cooper on a bet with Thor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was just so this good. Side the side. You know, mystical, such you know, a side joke, like such a deep cut reference. They threw it in, then I was like, "Dude, that was great." Same thing with this, like Alexander the Great was it makes the Avatar. So much sense, though. Like, yeah. it's like take Alexander the Great, whole conquest, his whole thing. It's like, oh, let's just put on there. Like he was literally trying to set the world straight, and yeah. like this makes sense. This tracks. I love it. Yeah, hundred percent. With how much he spent in Egypt, yeah, it's like. Alexander the Great spent a ton of time in Egypt with Cleopatra, oh, Cleopatra. and then he uh, established the um, Alexandria. It's like, this is really, really cool. Yeah. And it's like, this is such an interesting, it's, that's, it's like a lot of times with things that are from Disney plus or in the Marvel thing, it's like, yeah, this is cool. But like it, I could tell that it's like, yeah, you didn't put a ton of thought into this. <laughs> right. It's right. like, this is cool and it's really high production, but it's like, yeah, but I feel like any decent writer, it's like you don't. Yeah. The yeah. Disney Plus series are not always the the pinnacle of like thought put into stuff. Right. But I think that took a lot of thought to be like, now who could we incorporate into this Egyptian? It's like now that could actually be believable. Yeah, it's I like it's super. Let's not super do the obvious of King Tut, but let's not <laughs> right. also make up just some random Egyptian pharaoh. Right. Let's go with Alexander the Great. They could have used Mo- loved it. Could have used Moses. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Moses. <laughs> so they argue about her father, and when yeah. he was there, and he and he admits to her that you know I was there, but we gotta get out of here. He's trying to rush her out because he knows Harrow's coming. He ends up sending her off. Yep. Did, I didn't see it. Did, she, did he give her? Well, he, obviously. He, we left this part out, but he pulls a statue out of yeah. Alexander's throat. No. <laughs> Did he, did he give her the statue? I honestly don't know what happened with the statue. I don't know. Yes. I think he, it kind of, I, I felt like he did, but I didn't actually see the exchange, and I need to go back and look for that. But, you know, Harold shows up. <laughs> Brandon's leaving because his food's here. <laughs> You'll see if he gets back faster than he did last week. So, Harold shows up. Right. And... Confronts him, and what was it he said? I can't help. They don't want to be helped, or something. Something something in the same. And shoots him. And then really crazy moment. Then we get. Then we get this. This ending. Yeah. And I went back and watched it a second time. The water hits. It's not deep. No, not at all. The water's not deep. It's just a few inches deep. He's laying in the pool. Mm -hmm. Half of his body, the top half, is sticking out of the water. So it's not deep. Then the camera shifts, and he's sinking into right. this deep, deep abyss. With no bullet holes. Bullet holes. Good They're, Lord. Again, that was so fast. So fast. But, yeah, he sinks down. Bullet holes are gone. And then... Incredible shot, too. Great shot. And then we... Then We're we, transported into the middle of a Indiana Jones, <laughs> great value brand, Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, off-brand Indiana Jones. And he's in he's in the uh, uh, the insane asylum. I was trying to find yeah. the politically correct way to say this. Show me <laughs> Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight run, yeah. somebody. Yeah. yeah, so hyped for that insane. And, and everybody's there. Donna's there. 
Right. The, 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 Layla's an orderly. Yeah. The, even the uh, the two. I think goons. the security guard Scotty is is there. He might be. I'd have to go back and look. The guy that's calling the bingo numbers is the statue is that the statue? he talks to. The golden yep. like yep. statue. Uh, the, Which again is an actual person. So right. Just want to clarify. Yes. Yes, yeah, the, the street performer statue. Yeah. Statue guy has a name, but I can't think of Good it. At Crawley, I believe. Crawley, there it is. Yep. Um, so, <coughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Uh, so then he has a conversation with Doctor Harrow <laughs> or whatever his name is. And, yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, I, he, he's very confused. Understandably, and and you know. But he, he still sees the sandals in the in the reflection. Yeah. He sees the walking stick and he starts trying to get away and does get away. Yeah. And then he finds and it's is it that it's yeah, it's Mark. Yeah, Mark is the one that then, that wakes yes. up. Yeah. Then Mark finds Steven. Wait, right. before he finds Steven, what does he do? He watches a movie with Dr. Stephen Grant yes. going on an adventure. Yeah. Which I Loved. That was great. Yeah, it was, was so great. good because like you're watching this whole Indiana Jones rip off, and then it's like Doctor Stephen Grant, and it's like he's got that English accent. It's like, yeah, oh, is this all in his head? Oh yeah. no, <laughs> yes, and which made me a little nervous. It did. I was so nervous. So he ends up finding Stephen in in one of the tombs. In a, okay, so he's walking through. He's yeah. escaping the insane asylum. He goes into a room, closes the door, and there's a sarcophagus yep. in the room. Just kind of chilling there, but you hear hello, hello. You could have some some I'm, I'm stuff. Just, just seeing what was in it. it doesn't look like there's hardly anything in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he opens up the sarcophagus, and there's an embodied Stephen Grant. Yeah. And they and, hug. And they hug. They hug. He great. Jumps, when he jumps out and hugs him, I was so, again. That was the second time I smiled. I loved it so yeah. much. And then they leave, and they start walking down the hallway, and then you see another sarcophagus and again, standing. They, and I believe we talked about this last week. Absolutely mm-hmm. going wild, yeah. shaking. And that has got to be Jake Lockley. Yeah. It has like, got to be Jake Lockley. And it looks yeah. like they're probably going to do what we talked about, just keep dropping hints, dropping hints, and then we may get him. And not mentioning it ever yeah, again. Yeah, which would be, or if you do, again, if you do miss it, I want it at the very, like, very, right before the credits or post-credits of the last episode. I would love a Jake Lockley will return for season two. Yeah. Like, how <laughs> dope would that would be? Anything. Or, in, again, or he walks up to the mirror and he, he's, it's Steven or whatever. The mirror punches. Or not even that, like, he just looks in the mirror, he's like, so what are we going to do, Mark? And and the guy just kind of gives him a face, Mark, and he's like, I'm so not Mark. Forget about it. Boom, and then it yeah. something like that. What if Jake Lugley just gave up, like, forget about <laughs> it. Forget about it. Cheesy New well, he, York stereotypes. Well, is, <laughs> Jake Lugley is like the cab driver, yeah. cab driver, guy on the ground personality yeah. of yeah. Mark. So, And then we get a little uh, little tef, Tefnet, I believe is the uh, character. Hippo there. action. A little hippo action. A little hungry hippo. <laughs> Tefnet. Yeah, was not expecting Hi. that voice to come out of the <laughs> hippo. Yeah, and she, and she waves. Hi. You know. Hi. So, and then the scene ends, and we all hit pause and go, what did I just watch? Yeah. Yes. So, let's take the last four or five minutes here, as Brandon's breaking into his breadsticks. Let's take the last four or five minutes here, and where where, where do you think he's at? Is he Is this all in his head? Is this... Was he transported somewhere? Is this all a trick? Yeah. Like, what What are y'all thinking? 
it's so I definitely I've, I've been going through like stages of like grief it feels like with, with this it's like first I was like I like I, I was in denial I was like there's no way like all oh, this doesn't exist and it's like there, there's no way any of this is real it's like this is all and then whatever but um going through it was like I have no idea what is it's like the especially with the Dr. Stephen Grant it's like there's this is actually none of this is real it's like they yeah. really just pulled that yeah I was like that's in episode crazy. four, four out of six, they're going yeah. to say this has all been fake. And it's like that's, and I'm going to punch my phone. Yeah, it's like that's ballsy. <laughs> they didn't give me my crazy sauce. Um, that's oh, terrible. man, that's. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, you gonna be okay? Yeah, cheese bread is good though. It's good bread. <laughs> but um, we we've kind of talked a little bit about um, what we think is actually happening. It's really hard to tell because. With all they give you, it's like you can kind of tell that this is not an actual insane asylum. It's like they are, it's like what insane asylum is decorated with Egyptian decor that is just completely white from top to bottom. And it's like, yes, I've never stepped inside an insane asylum, but I feel like that would drive somebody insane if they were in there and that's all they saw. <laughs> it's like, I, okay. Seems counterproductive. Yeah. And we didn't talk about this red scarab on Layla's sleeve. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like out. We can speculate at a future date of what they what they want to do with this character, but I'm really excited to see where this goes. There is a character named the Red Scarab. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. Uh, Joe, you want to go into what you think is happening? Yeah, so probably one of the best. Th- and I kind of thought it initially right off the bat. I was like, I think this is some kind of underworld, you know. But then I, I saw a couple different people break it down and. I do, I do think he is in some. I think him descending in the pool because again, the pool was only just a few inches deep, and then all of a sudden he's in this deep abyss. I think that was him ascending into the underworld. I think this is the Egyptian version or their version of the underworld. Is an insane asylum for him? It is. For him. Okay, I see what you're for him it is. I, I, and and you see it in like the that show Preacher kind of give their version of what hell is. Sure, is you just reliving either a pivotal moment or the worst moment of your life over and over again. And I think in, in this version, it's his version of, you know, hell or, or afterlife or the underworld of torture for him is that he's actually crazy. Dude, who and knows? The, I mean, I'd love if there's like a backstory where he had gone to a psychiatrist before that. and found out about this DID thing, trying to get yeah. it under control. And maybe that's what it was. And, and he's now, just, he's just reliving this over and over again. Yeah. Um, but, and again, I don't think this is in his mind because of the hippo at the end. And and yeah. and and I believe it, if it's if the credits are consistent, you know, her statue is in that credit right. shot of one of the banished gods. And so I don't know if she's coming to his aid or if they are they're just so. down there. If if they've been banished and she's just they have a way of jumping between people's, you mm-hmm. know. I, I wonder if Conchu's there. That was going to be my next question: Is if it was Conchu? If it's not Jake in that sarcophagus, is it Conchu? Ooh, right. which would be interesting. Jake is Conchu. Conchu is Jake. Dun, 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 dun. What about I, you? What do you think, Brando? I don't know what I think, but I know what I want. You want your dipping sauce? I, I know two things that I want. <laughs> um, I would love for episode five to be a battle, like to just be a straight rip from Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight run and just swap me back and forth between the insane asylum and the Egyptian desert. 
Like, right. how dope would it be where it's like he snaps out of it like he did as Mark slash Steven, but instead of just like going away, he is now like going from being in the middle of the desert. Like, he just got shot in the tomb. He wakes up and then he blacks out and he wakes up in the insane asylum. Like, and he's just jumping between like yeah. not just personalities anymore, but just straight up locations. Like, yeah. I don't know what's real or fake anymore. Right. Take me back to not knowing what the Hades is going on on this television yeah, yeah. show. Yeah. Um, what do I think it is? I, ah, man, it's, it's tough. Like this show is leaning more like introducing a lot of those like supernatural elements in Marvel comics. So part of me honestly thinks that it's not necessarily the underworld, but I think Harrow did something, has done something, is doing something to project this into Mark's mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he's doing it, but he he did say that killing people is only a fraction of Amit's powers. Mm-hmm. And so who knows what the extent of his powers actually are. And I think it'd be really dope if you found out that Arthur Harrow's is just able to transport him like completely mentally into this, you know, insane asylum. I think that'd be yeah. pretty cool. Because I think because like the point and I'm not a a history like professor, um, but it's. Like part of Amit is that you you go into the afterlife and then your it's like your heart is weighed to be um, if it's heavier than a feather then you go right. into the afterlife or something or along that same so I wonder if this is if maybe Arthur Harrow was the one that projected him into this in, insane asylum and this is where he is tested maybe it's like maybe this is where the, is the balance this is, is found yeah is this right. is between Wayne. and what if the balance is found between all of his personalities and that's why all of them are there it's like what if Jake's heart is heavier than a pharaoh and so he stays in the in the afterlife or the whatever you want to call it but maybe yeah. Stephen goes by it's like I this is one of the one of the only times in a Marvel series where it's like I have no idea what's I don't going know what on. They're getting ready yeah, to do. and it's like, and I honestly don't know if Harrow is necessarily the like Mark's bad guy. Right. I know he's Conchu's bad guy, but I honestly feel like Harrow has no issue with Mark the human being, right. and like wants to help him out and see if his scales will actually bounce correctly. Like it's it's again it's that villain who believes what they're doing is right. And yeah. I feel like he doesn't want to do wrong by Mark slash Steven slash Jake. And so I wonder if this is his, like I'm reaching out. Let's see if we can get you balanced. Like it, it, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So we're over a few minutes. So real quick. <laughs> Speculate <laughs> irresponsibly. Um, what do you think happens next episode? Um, when this when this current podcast episode comes out, this will be tomorrow tomorrow's morning. episode. Yep. I think that out of the <clears throat> sarcophagus, um, that it is actually Josh Peck who comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you are set on Peck. Consecutive weeks of Josh Peck. <laughs> the reason he's shaking in there, he's like, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you... If you if you get Josh Peck, then I get Johnny Depp. <laughs> On Amber. trial. Amber. Amber. Oh, man. You better cue uh, that music or something. Uh, <laughs> I stand with Johnny, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Speculate irresponsibly. What do I want out of the next episode? Um, give me a Jake Lockley solo adventure. Okay. 
That's irresponsible speculation. Like, literally just drop all pretenses, all complete backstory episodes. It's just Jake. Just Jake. And at the end of the episode, he's back. He's inside the sarcophagus. In the sarcophagus. And then episode pick up from there. Honestly, that would be pretty dope. I said dope. I know that's your word, but I used it. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. You I can have it. Because what are the odds that Jake Lockley is the actual main personality? And he got trapped by Mark. Dude. I'm leaving him with that thought. Yeah. I forgot I had to do the outro. I was expecting Jam's <laughs> voice to come back and plug North Knox Chrysler Chai. We love you, Jam. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another bonus episode of 1900 Nerdy Talk. Make sure you tune in this Thursday for the main episode where the boys talk. Who knows? You'll find out Thursday on 1900 Nerdy Talk. It's good pizza eating music. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll make you uncomfortable. <laughs> you got extra low for that one. Y'all feel free to have a slice.